Now, from Learfield, this is the Alabama Insider. Touchdown, Alabama! Here is your host, Chris Stewart. It's another big game weekend as the tide will roll towards Baton Rouge. Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Stewart. Great to have you with us for another edition of our podcast called Alabama Insider. Today, we're going to talk some men's and women's basketball as uh, one team starts exhibition play tonight. Another one had its only exhibition game last night. We'll get into that in a moment, but we start things off talking Alabama football as Nick Saban's top-ranked Crimson Tide will indeed head to Baton Rouge. Tide will uh, hop on a plane on Friday make its way down and get set for what is a 7 o'clock kick against a team that's ranked as high as 14th in America, according to the national rankings. Bama coming in at a perfect 8-0 overall, 5-0 in league play. LSU is at 5-2 overall on the year. Their loss is coming in a neutral site game, although not all that neutral at Lambeau Field against Wisconsin. And, uh, of course, LSU also lost a tough five-point game on the road at Auburn on the game's final play when they, frankly, ran out of time on their uh, what would have been game-winning touchdown score. Otherwise, they've beaten Jacksonville State, Mississippi State, and since Ed Orgeron took over as the interim head coach, they've defeated Missouri, Southern Miss, and Ole Miss in succession, and after a bye week, just like Alabama, the Tigers will take on the Crimson Tide. It's set for a 7 o'clock kick. We'll have radio coverage on the network beginning at 4. It will be televised in prime time by CBS. Hard to believe it's going to be the 81st meeting in a series that dates back to um, the 1895 season. Alabama holding an all-time advantage at 50, 25, and 5, and you go back to 2005, and This series really has been marked by a lot of tight battles. Seven of those games since 2005 have been decided by seven points or less. During head coach Nick Saban's tenure in Tuscaloosa, six of the ten matchups have been decided by that same narrow margin. Three of those games have gone into overtime. Last year, Derrick Henry rushed for three touchdowns, and the tied defense limited LSU to just 182 yards in what was a 30-16 win in Tuscaloosa. Um, Bama's trying to get this one taken care of and put themselves in an excellent spot heading down the stretch run for games that will all be at home, Mississippi State, Chattanooga, and Auburn in the final three weeks of the regular season. And the Tide, while they won't wrap things up, can take a major step towards Atlanta in the SEC championship game with this uh, contest against LSU, a victory in what is the final road game of the year for the Crimson Tide. Meanwhile, LSU is trying to give themselves a shot at uh, the league championship as well. After this matchup with Alabama, they'll face road games at Arkansas. The home game, after it was rescheduled because of a hurricane uh, against Florida on November 19th, and then the regular season finale at Texas A&M on November 24th. You've got LSU featuring, of course, Leonard Fournette seems to be back at full strength after rushing for a school record 284 yards and three touchdowns in the win over Ole Miss. Uh, You'll recall he missed three of LSU's first six games with an ankle uh, injury. They've got a quarterback in Danny Etling, who's 4-1 and as the starter. Uh, Not spectacular numbers, but having thrown just three interceptions with seven touchdown passes is a big reason why that things uh, have turned the right way for LSU. His top targets have been uh, Traven Durrell, 
246 yards on 24 catches and a touchdown. Malachi Dupree, 23 catches, 288 more and a couple of uh, scores. And then DJ Shark at um, 16 catches, 269 yards and three scores on the year. And in addition to Fournette, you got Darius Geis, the sophomore in the backfield, who is uh, second on the team in rushing with 621 yards and a team best seven touchdowns so far this year. Defensively, LSU second in the league in rushing defense, third in scoring, and uh, also third on scoring or on third down conversions, I should say. They've got Kendall Beckwith at linebacker who leads the way with 69 tackles, five and a half of those for losses. Arden Key is second in the league in sacks with eight. He's also had 34 stops overall on the year. He's also had eight quarterback hurries, and he's forced three fumbles on the season. So that's your matchup, Alabama and LSU, Saturday at Tiger Stadium, 7 o'clock kick, CBS to televise it. We'll have all the radio coverage on the network beginning at 4 o'clock. Last night at Coleman Coliseum, head coach Avery Johnson put his Crimson Tide squad in their only exhibition game of the season as they faced Faulkner University, which is a a ranked NAIA program out of uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Ironically, it is coached by former uh, or excuse me, by Scott Sanderson, who is the son of the winningest coach in Bama basketball history, Wimp Sanderson. If you missed that game, you can find it archived on the SEC Network Plus and the Watch ESPN app. Uh, I had the privilege of calling that game with Wimp Sanderson uh, on the broadcast and uh, had a lot of fun with that as the Tide looked very solid, uh, forcing Faulkner into 18 turnovers. Alabama turned it over just a dozen times on the night. Bama also dished out 22 assists in route to what was a 91-71 victory over the Eagles. Bama would get uh, solid performances, to say the least, from Armand Davis, the junior college transfer, who went 5 of 10 from the field, 4 of 8 from beyond the arc, made all three of his free throw attempts, and that was actually when he got fouled on a three-point try as well. He grabbed six rebounds on the defensive end, so 17.6 boards, two assists, no turnovers in what turned out to be a uh, team-high 27 minutes on the night for Davis. Coming off the bench in the first half, he started half number two for Coach Johnson in the Crimson Tide. Also a great side for Bama's Dazon Ingram, having him back in the lineup. Uh, he played just seven games, you'll recall, last year. And uh, before he suffered a uh, an injury that that knocked him out for the rest of the year, he got that year back as a medical redshirt uh, because of playing so few games. But uh, he was spectacular last night. Fifteen points. He did turn it over five times, but he grabbed five rebounds. He dished out three assists. He had a steal, and he played twenty five minutes. So fifteen points as he went five of seven from the field. He also uh, made a couple of three point baskets and went four of six from the free throw line for the Crimson Tide. There would be uh, one other player in double-figure scoring, actually two others, excuse me. Riley Norris out of Albertville, Alabama, now in his junior year, went for 10 points, three rebounds. He only played 15 minutes. Coach Johnson knows what he can do. Didn't need to see a lot of Norris in this game. He also, um, and I, I realize I missed another one, there were actually five players in double figures. So you had Davis at 17, Ingram at 15. You had 10 from Riley Norris, 10 more also from Braxton Key, the freshman out of Oak Hill Academy, 10 points, 7 rebounds in 27 minutes of work off the bench. He grabbed two assists as well for the Tide. And uh, Nick King, 
uh, the transfer who set out last year after making his way over from the University of Memphis. Uh, King went for 11 points. He would grab four rebounds. He had five assists in the game and only one turnover with two steals in 22 minutes of action for the Crimson Tide. So nice to see uh, so many players get opportunities. Uh, let's see, you had uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, I believe. Thirteen players saw the floor for Coach Johnson last night, and uh, nice to see five of them in double-figure scoring. Uh, also, among those that had some good minutes, I thought Shannon Hale coming back from an injury that limited him uh, and cut his season short, actually, last year. He made a couple of threes in the ball ballgame, uh, would finish with six points, played ten minutes in the game, not over-stressing uh, Shannon right now, but uh, nice to see him get back into play. Bola Olanian, the uh, graduate transfer, from Southern Illinois, expected to help tremendously on the glass. Had just three rebounds, but he only played 14 minutes. Had seven points off the bench, and he also blocked a shot and had a steal. So a lot of things to build off of, and uh, now they'll go into game week mode, getting ready for their season opener next week as the Crimson Tide will be at Coleman Coliseum taking on Cliff Ellis's uh, Coastal Carolina Shauna Clears, a team that has been a, a power in the Big South Conference in years past. They have uh, made the move, though, to a new league and uh, trying to continue that success. But that game is set to tip off at 8 o'clock next Friday night, so the night before the Mississippi State game uh, at uh, Bryant-Denny. You'll have basketball at Coleman, and it's not just the Alabama men's team playing at 8 o'clock. The Alabama women uh, are also back calling Coleman Coliseum home, and they'll play at 5 o'clock. Uh, Christy Curry's team getting their regular season started as well uh, as they'll be taking on the University of New Orleans. Now, while the men played on Thursday night in exhibition play, the women are set to play uh, Friday night. Coach Curry's team playing host to the University of West Alabama, uh, you can see that one on the SEC Network Plus as Rick Moody and I will have the call. Coach Curry's team was seven letter winners back from a season ago, including four with starting experience. You got um, Hannah Cook and Mio Knight, who started all 31 games last season. They were the number one and number two scorers at a dozen points and 10 points per game, respectively. Uh, also, Nene Bolton. Uh, followed at just under 10 points per game. She was at 9.8, and she also added 4.1 rebounds a game and had a team-high 41 blocks on the season. Shakira Wade, who played in 30 games and made nine starts as a freshman, chipped in six points, four boards, and one-and-a-half steals per outing. She's back, but perhaps the biggest signee, really more along the lines of returnee for the team, is Ashley Williams, who... Uh, was the 2014 SEC All-Freshman Team honoree uh, and the leading uh, scorer at, during the 2014-2015 season when she had 13.5 points and six rebounds. She is back in the rotation after sitting out last season. So you, uh, you put that in the mix along with some talented newcomers, and there's uh, reason for optimism for the Tide. As we said, not only the women's team moving their games back to Coleman Coliseum this year after a number of seasons in Foster Auditorium, but uh, Bama trying to build off of a 15-16 and 16 record a year ago in which they went 4-12 and 12 in the league, opening things up. Uh, an exhibition game of Friday night tonight against West Alabama 
7 o'clock tip for that one at Coleman, and then they will be game one of the doubleheader with the men's team again next Friday, November 11th. All your ticket information for that one, of course, available on the official athletic website uh, of the Tide. That's RollTide.com. That's going to do it for today's edition of Alabama Insider. Thanks so much for dropping by. We're back with you again uh, with a new podcast on Tuesday. Until then, again, don't forget we're uh, with you from Tiger Stadium Saturday night, 7 o'clock kick, but radio coverage beginning at 4. Till then, I'm Chris Stewart. Thanks again for joining us, and roll tide, everybody. This has been the Alabama Insider. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.